Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Yeah. Moving, doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off? Right. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Get on up. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Get on up. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this ninth day of October. We say to you, God morning, Georgia! Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Tyrone and Thomaston. There's a T right off the rip. Tyrone and Thomaston. Ty- See, remember how I used to write down four because we'd have a four-hour show? Okay. And I'd have one for each hour. And I keep doing that. I forget. We have a condensed version. Now, you know there's no places that are nowhere near each other. I know that. It got nothing to do with it. It's just, it's, it's, that's it makes it even better. Uh, you know, just start with some T's. Those are the okay. next two in line. Tyrone, there. you're going down south of the city, down the south side to Tyrone and, and Thomaston. That's way down. That's that's yeah. That's the home of the wonderful uh, Georgia High School Association. And and that's the, where the the office is and, and the world's fastest banjo player. Okay, that's what he called himself. <laughs> he did. He was, and they're both around just under ten thousand folks hanging out there, at least according to the last census. Okay, so we wanted to say good morning to those people. On this on this night day, and again, gonna not dwell on it, but let me remind you guys of what you have here. You got two guys hitting on. We usually have a have a marathon of a show. We pace ourselves, but we have a sprint for these. You know, next few weeks, we're just here for a couple hours with you, setting the table for a full day of football, and so we just got to jump into stuff. And we appreciate you guys hanging with us. Can't thank you enough for again being uh, supporting this show. And like I said, it is what it is. But man, we gonna we gonna jam a whole lot of stuff in just two hours. Yep. We are uh, here, and we're the opening act for, uh, like I said, a couple guys on Fantasy Island. We'll talk to them later <laughs> later on in the show. Uh. And and uh, yeah, man, just a lot of stuff happening. And 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 I'm gonna get the insignificant stuff to you. The first one of the morning. You ever heard of Kathy Sullivan, Sam? I have. Why? You had well, she's an astronaut. You should. We all should have, right? Okay. She's the first woman 
to walk in space and did it on this day. On in, this day. In 84. Okay. So con- con- just shout out in, and a salute to Kathy Sullivan. Absolutely. And I probably went to school with about three or four girls named Kathy Sullivan. It's <laughs> just, one, just one of them names, man. Hey, how was your week, man? Uh, busy week. Busy week. Busy but good. Um, you know, was getting prepped for yesterday, and we get into what happened with Georgia State yesterday. Big win for them against Georgia Southern. Um, they brought their eagle to town, and he didn't fly out of the stadium like last year. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, st- he stayed around for the game. All uh, right. But, uh, but but that was good. And, uh, of course, event a week with high school football and high school scoreboard show. Had a chance to reach out to some people down in Florida, and we'll get into that a little later on, how you can help them. Uh, we talked with a coach of a team that, wow, they had their stadium. Their stadium is now condemned. They can't play any more games there. I, I'm going to tell you something, too. You remember, and that the, the town you're talking about is just south of where my father is at in Sarasota. It's like the next time down. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, depending on which way you go, Osprey and then Venice, but – Knew Venice very well and stayed there during this transition with him. And I told you, I stayed at the hotel that the Braves minor league team stays at. Okay. When the season starts, right? Right. And it's a, it's a Jesse-friendly hotel, too. As a night, I mean, it, I mean, it's not the four seasons, but it's not, you know, bottom barrel. It's nice middle of the road, got everything you need right there on the main street, and they are dog-friendly. Okay. And, uh... I wonder if that place is still standing. Man. I, I just I just wonder. Venice got hit worse than Sarasota. I mean, once you start going south from Sarasota, South Sarasota and my father's place, I am so glad because we were thinking about moving him and didn't left him in that big old brick facility that he's then just, you know, moved it from one side to the other. But they fared pretty well. With with the exception of losing power, like everybody down there did for for a period of time, and then internet and things like that, but it came back. But yeah, as you move south, the damage got bigger and bigger. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about what happened down there in Venice. But yeah, just say a prayer for all them folks, man, because if you have not seen the footage, and I just want to say to Sam, and I'll, I'll move on, the time lapse footage. A lot of you probably have seen it, but if you just go to YouTube, time lapse of Ian or Hurricane Ian, however you want to put it, and there's one from. 15 foot, 15 foot storm surge washes away Fort Myers Beach, Hurricane Ian. It's like the third one down. And there's one like a minute, and there's one that's like two minutes. Check out the two-minute one. And that will give you, if you haven't already seen it, that'll give you uh, an understanding as to what happened down there. Moreover, why anybody would think that they would be able to sustain a direct hit from a hurricane when you look at what this thing did so that's all I want to say. Go to YouTube and uh, get it done anyway. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom Sam, I know that we wanted to take a second uh, before we get into the games that were played this week, but uh, a, a friend of the show, but uh, more importantly, a very famous name in this state when it comes to football, and that's Vince Dooley. Obviously, we're going to talk to Coach Dooley and send good well wishes to Coach Dooley. Uh, turned 90 um, just a few Go. weeks ago. And um, of all Saturdays for him to miss the game, he misses the, the Georgia-Florida game. He's hospitalized with pneumonia and what is reported to be a mild case of COVID. I don't know how mild a case of really? COVID can be with someone who's 90 years old. Um, but um, we, we missed him this week here on the air. He usually comes on Dukes and Bell uh, each week and just gives us observation from uh, things from uh, Georgia football just to college football, uh, period. And uh, we always enjoy hearing that with Coach Dooley here in town. So we wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, of all games to miss, Georgia and Auburn, of course, he's an Auburn grad. 
uh, yeah. who coached Georgia yeah. for many years. So that's a game that's near and dear and very special to him. Uh, what well, the team did him proud. They went out and, and got a win yesterday, but we're hoping good well wishes for Coach Dooley, who is, uh, who is hospitalized. And uh, they just felt like he'd be better getting his treatments there, the meds there, than at home. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you say that about being 90, but you remember Pops got it too. And, and my father got it. And, and, again, there's no rhyme or reason why some people you – you don't know how your system deals with it until you get it. Right. You just don't. Absolutely. And why do some people – you know, have the effects that they do, and, and, and some don't. Uh, again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Again, on this short show, give you an idea what we got coming up. Obviously, we're going to spend the next segment talking nothing but college football. Yeah. We're going to go up and down and give our thoughts on the things that we saw. Also, last week, um, when we did you know the first of many two-hour shows, I was really worried about my man, Mr. Crenshaw. Sam came into the station, drove in from his palatial state way up there in well, wherever, and, and got down there. But after the show, you took a road trip. Yeah, man. You took a road trip, and we're going to talk about that road trip. You went out to, which, what is a bucket list item on a lot of people's, uh, on a lot you of people's list. You think so? It, it would, you know, it, it almost is on mine. Almost. Really? Almost. Almost. I would probably put Daytona 500 first okay. before I would put Talladega. Okay. Because I've not been to either one. So I'd probably, I've been to Indy, but if it was, you know, and of course I've been to Land Motor Speedway, but if you want to go to the, the, you know, the Super Bowl of racing, as far as NASCAR, you want to go to Daytona 500. Oh, absolutely. So that's on my bucket list. But the more and more as time has passed uh, about this Talladega race and being as close as we are, it's like, okay, yeah. It wasn't as bad driving over there, too. I said, man, I need to keep going because this crowd's going to be out here. Everybody was already there. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like kind of, kind of like when Eric Slaughter and I went to the AMS races. Man, no, no traffic drove right in. I said, they already here. Yeah, they've been there for a couple <laughs> days. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's the funny thing about it. you know you shouldn't really laugh, but it, it's no different than the, the tailgaters that follow your favorite college football team. You know, they especially around the southeast here. We go, we go in the you know Alabama game. We're going down to Florida, going wherever it is, and then they get there a day or two ahead of time, and it's like their own little city. Oh yeah. So everybody what, knows everybody and everybody gets, you know, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So anyway, I would like to hear your, uh, more of your stories of going to Talladega. We'll do that. And also these Hawks, they, they had to trade in all those, <laughs> those nice shoes that they wear and shoe deals to play this past week. And we're going to talk about those guys were this, past, I think, I think Milwaukee traveled with them along with the commissioner. Okay. So we will talk about that coming up. Also, um, as we talk, there's a number of things that I'm going to just kind of take a step back. And during the, the, the 7 o'clock, top of the 7 o'clock hour, we talk mostly about local stuff and the games that played Friday nights and all the things. There were a handful of things that that we need to discuss and you want to get off your chest. And so please pay attention, to, uh, especially, if nothing else, the 7 o'clock hour right, o'clock, uh, right at the top of the hour because there's, a, what, three or four things that we're going to try and get in. That uh, that happened this past week and things that you want to talk about from your Friday night show to to other items, correct? Oh, very much, very yeah. much. Some things that, that took place during the course of the week, and we'll talk at the top of the hour, and then run down uh, some some of the other college scores uh, around the area too. And of course, we got playoff baseball, and man, the way these Braves—they did it again. Corey McCartney is going to join us coming up at seven twenty. We're going to talk to him about not only the end of the regular season. 
and, and everything surrounding baseball, but Corey has got himself a Heisman vote. Yep, and we want to find out because I think our uh, Heisman Trophy winner from a, a year ago basically gave it up last night. So does that, does that mean somewhere Archie Griffin's cracking open a bottle of champagne like them dudes in Miami do every time <laughs> all the teams have lost one game? Hey, probably so, probably so. <laughs> he, he will remain, remain the only two-time yeah. Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> so, all right, so that's coming up there uh, this past week. Speaking of the Braves, let's get back to uh, some of the stuff this happened this past week. How, how it ended and the way it did, I don't want to toot my own horn. And, and of course, they had me worried there toward the end, but how long ago did I tell you I just felt good about the Mets just letting it go? Yep, and when they almost let it go totally here. They uh, did. Uh, here in the playoffs, my goodness. I, they go out and Scherzer gets run in the first game. I told you about that, too. That was the other thing, too. I said, you can get to Scherzer, and there's no rhyme or reason when it'll happen, but it usually does happen, especially late. He just gets tagged. And, man, not only did the Braves do it, but then um, San Diego, too. Yeah, yeah. Gotta like that. Let's see, see, see. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like that. But yeah, you're right. Degrom, he, um, you know, he tripped and fell here against Atlanta too. Boy, they got killed. They got killed the way their season ended and, and what happened here in Atlanta, and and how they couldn't get it back. And then they get San Diego coming to town and they take that first game. So now they got to fly out to the West Coast to win one game with both of their aces sitting there on the bench eating popcorn. Yep. Wow. How about that? We see, see what see, see what happens, and you see some teams that you know what has been fun seeing Cleveland, Cleveland and Seattle, just some fresh really, blood, just some fresh blood. I like Seattle. I like what they're doing, especially the way they came back last night up in Toronto. You know why they got to go to Canada now to but, play but, World Series? But, but I just think I just think having some fresh blood in there is great for baseball. So in in Cleveland, and now people get to know about the name change. Because some people probably didn't know about the name change to Guardians the whole season. Yeah, that's true. That's a, you know, you're probably guard, right. The Guardians? <laughs> when did that happen? Who are they? <laughs> you know, if you're in our part of the world and you don't follow American League Baseball, I haven't followed the Cleveland team, which they've had a fantastic season. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's been a treat. I got to tell you what I did last night for the first time, and, and, and we've talked about them, but I haven't spent – a significant amount of time watching them. Well, last night I did, and that was Georgia Tech football. Yeah. And them boys are undefeated since they had a coaching change, correct? Yep. Yeah, they have. It's like when you talked about when the Atlanta United <laughs> made that change. And he's like, why are you going to put a new coach in here? They're winning. You know, when they got rid of the last one. But Georgia Tech beat Duke yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they sit there now. They're back up at 500. Uh, Blue Devils are 4-2. and two, But, but you're right. There's a rough Saturday for the basketball schools once again in football. It? Duke loses and Kansas loses, right? Yeah, yep, yep. You know, the, the basketball schools have been doing so great in football, uh, Kansas ended up having game day yesterday. Ooh, the party's starting? Hey, man, yeah. I guess so. Hey. Okay. Well, we, bumping, we got me, really. Hey. All of a sudden, my head's bobbing, left his uh-huh. head. All right. Well, anyway, it was it was enjoyable to watch some Georgia Tech. Yep. I just want to get that off the rip because we are going to concentrate on some bigger programs up next. We're going to talk college football. Sam and I just getting started on this Sunday morning, the ninth day of October. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, and yep, that's how it uh, that's how it ends. By the way, who should we thank for that sound, Eric or Sam? ACC Network, thank you, home of Larisha Harris and yeah. all the mother fine folks there. But yeah, man, I spent I spent a good amount, and I didn't see the end, but I I saw. I was at one of them places, man, where the TV was kind of already on, and I walked down and said, is the game on? Said, yeah. So, you know, we went out to get something to eat last night, and and they had the tech game on, thinking that they were going to have – everybody was going to be watching Georgia, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is good. I also saw something else, Sam. I, okay. I, I'm sorry. I got to tell you this. I'd never seen this before. Okay. So, so we go to this restaurant, right? We went out and had Mexican food last night. And so you had one of the TVs on, uh, the, the tech game, and then the other TV was on Telemundo. Okay. Telemundo, as well it should be, right? Yeah. I've never seen Spanish, uh, clo- uh, you know, see, uh, closer. <laughs> um, what do you call it? Um, you know, when you have the lettering there. Subtitles. Sub- sub- thank you. Or not subtitles, but when they have the, the <laughs> language, uh, you know, they, 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 they print the audio. Right. Uh, I'd never seen it in, in Spanish. But you would think that, you know, obviously it would, right? I just hadn't, I'd never You'd been never there. I hadn't been in a place that was, you know, a Mexican restaurant or anywhere else where Tele- Telemundo was on. Normally the sound is up, but the sound was down. But it had the, had the lettering going underneath. And I was like, hmm. Okay. I just, it was interesting. I just had never seen that before. I'm, I was like an eight-year-old. Learning something new. There you but, go. But Tech gets it done yesterday again. Congratulations to them. They beat Duke, as you said yesterday. The basketball schools had themselves a hard time yesterday. Yep. Uh, Tech, they're having a, a strong game um, for the second straight week for new uh, for the interim coach, uh, Brent Key. And, you know, he's a Georgia Tech alum, uh, so which means it means something special to him. And here is, let's check out some thoughts from him after the game. You know, it was a, it was a team win for sure. Where all three phases of the, of the of the team had had ups and downs in the game. So you know, momentum shifts. And I thought that you know, when one one side of the ball had one, uh, you know, the other side, you know, or another portion of the team was able to step up and, and help help overcome it. But you know, we, we you know we won the football game, guys. But you know, we got we got a lot of work to do, and we got a lot of things to correct. I'm happy for these kids. I'm happy for Georgia Tech. Uh, you know, as a whole. Uh, it's, it's a positive when you see you can you can make some of those mistakes and still come out with a win. But hmm, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even with mistakes, they still get a win. Uh, second one in, in as many games um, with Brent Key as the coach. And so now people, because you know you got to figure out they got to get a new athletic director too. Yeah. So they got a lot of things they got to get over there. You know, you get athletic director and they get your football coach. You you can't. You can't decide. You don't want to decide on your football coach without having your athletic director on board with him. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, so those are some decisions that have to be made. Meanwhile, the team is performing better on the field. Not only that, but then they get another week. Well, you would think that they'd have another week where they don't have to worry about, you know, really pre- – oh, see, now that's the wrong attitude. You won't say preparing. But my point is they're going up against Virginia next. Yep. Okay, They're not going up against Clemson. Yeah. So they got Virginia who's still waiting for that first win of the season. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're, let's see, overall, well, overall they're two and four. They're waiting for their first conference win. Right. So I should say. So, again, eh, this 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 could be another healthy sort of step forward if they do what they're supposed to do against the teams they're supposed to beat. That's the thing. That's the thing. Can can 
can you do that? Sometimes that's easier said than done. Yes, you're as, right. As we've seen in recent <laughs> weeks. Uh, we saw that Georgia struggled last week at Missouri, played much better yesterday against Auburn. I figured Georgia was going to play better against Auburn. I mean, it's, that's, that's a rivalry. That's, a you know, one of the oldest rivalries in, in, in the deep south in college football. And I figured that uh, Auburn would bring out the best in Georgia, and sure enough, it happened yesterday. Yeah, they did. 42-10 to 10 over Auburn. Uh, again, listen, it, it wasn't a spectacular victory. It was a victory. They did what they had to do. Auburn, it seemed like they couldn't, you know, they just couldn't get any traction. But the thing about this win versus who we're going to talk about next is we saw them flips, you know, one and twos last week. It got to happen again. Georgia won last week, but they still lost that number one position. Well, Alabama won this week, but they almost gave it back. To, they almost let Texas A&M come back and win that game. Now, mind you, you can say what you will about the you know the quarterback not being in there, but a four-point win, you're supposed to be the number one team in the nation against an unranked Texas A&M? Yeah, but you know what, though? People have been looking forward to this game since back in the spring. That was, that, there's a lot more going on. Texas A&M unranked, yeah, sure. But they were going to come out and bring their very best to, to try to win that game. And so, they almost did. It, almost. It, listen, there was a whole lot of mistakes. Saban's going to have a lot to coach this week. And, and I don't know. When is, when is exactly if we have a time when, when Bryce Young is back? Not sure, but they want him back next week because they're playing Tennessee. And right now, Tennessee, Tennessee is hot. Yeah. Tennessee <laughs> feels like they're back to being Tennessee again. Yeah. And, was, and, and they haven't been Tennessee like this in a minute. They, yeah. they really haven't. And, I, and to me, the SEC is better when Tennessee is like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? They've, all, they've been one of those cogs in the wheel as far as the conference goes. They always recruit superior athletes. They don't always make the best team. And their coaching job has been a revolving door in recent years, and that's been one of the main problems. They right. seem to have a coach they want to stick with. They've given them a contract extension and a raise uh, to get hit. Yeah. And all of a sudden they got a quarterback that people are saying may be a Heisman hopeful. And you know the other thing, where you sleep on this sometimes, but it really is something, especially when you're talking about – you know, 18, 19-year-olds, when you're in a stadium that holds over 100,000 people and y'all got it going, that's that extra little oomph. That, that's that next gear that a team has, whether it's defensive, you, you know, you're supporting the defense or the offense. Having that many fans at your stadium means something when you're playing well. And I'm just saying, it, you know, we know that we, these stadiums that are huge, and when that team is performing well, it's just something a little bit different than, you know, in the Sanford Stadium. Bulldogs get a little extra juice when they're in Mercedes-Benz versus their home stadium. Same thing with Alabama, I believe that. And Tennessee has that right there in their backyard. Neyland, was it Neyland? Nyland, I always Neyland, say it wrong. Neyland. Neyland Stadium. You can ride your boat. You can take your boat to the game. <laughs> is that, oh, that's right. I saw that yeah, thing the they do. They're yeah, on the, on the river. river. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. You ever been to that place? Yeah, I've been there. Of course I've been there. Georgia State went up there, and they ended up, the boats ended up burning well, that I'm, day. I'm, I'm glad yeah, you the boat, did. Yeah, the, the boats got on. The, you, 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 you didn't need to ask me about going to Tennessee. Okay, really? I'm sorry about that. The Georgia State, come on now. They, the Georgia, you need to tell that story, though, Georgia again, State though. would never be invited back up there again. Tell the folks who don't know what's going on. What you talking about? Oh, Georgia State beat up and beat Tennessee. I mean, it's been, been several years ago since this happened, but uh, – I think, that, and you talk about the check that was paid. I think, I think they got a check about nine hundred fifty thousand to go up there and and beat them and take their money. Right. And and the and the boats caught on fire in the little marina there by the stadium there. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. I brought up Georgia State. Georgia State got a win yesterday yes! too. 
thought about you, man. And uh, you got you and uh, your, uh, Matt Stewart? We were Matt Stewart. We were working the game for ESPN3 yesterday. 41-33, uh, Georgia State gets a, a win. They're now 2-4. and four. Remember, this team got off to an 0-4 start. Two mm-hmm. big wins in the last week at Army last week and then against uh, Georgia Southern because a lot of Georgia Southern folks showed up. They always do. Uh, their coach appealed to their some 30,000 Georgia Southern alums who live and work in the metro Atlanta area to come out to the game, and they showed up yesterday, and they and they brought the bird, and the, and the bird, <laughs> okay, and, and the bird didn't fly away. Uh, you know, he stood there and he watched it with everybody else, and so forty-one thirty-three, uh, Georgia State gets the victory, uh, impressive victory at home. They are by, off next Saturday, and then they climb the yep, mountain, yep, climb the yep. mountain to go to Appalachian State yep. midweek. It'll yep, be a Wednesday so, night Wednesday. game at prime time. Yeah, the eighteenth. I was going to ask you about that because this is. You know, this is one of those games that, first of all, where are you guys going to be broadcasting this game? I mean, where's this game going to land? In other words, I, I think that the, the the bigger networks look at Appalachian State now as that game. Hey, let's let's slide that in and we'll we'll put that on a prime dive. I'm, I'm just asking. It's going to be on ESPN two. It'll yeah. be on be it will be on ESPN two, and um, you know we'll see if we go up there. Georgia State has never beaten Appalachian State, but but all of a sudden some folks kind of ain't scared of them. Nope. You know, I mean, they and, and they went and they had their big win at Texas A&M and made big news. They brought a big check home, too, after winning that one. But, I mean, they go out and James Madison, new in the conference, new to new to playing uh, in, in, this, in FBS. They're coming up from the FCS, and they go and, and beat App State. Uh, James Madison is coming in this conference bringing some thunder. So they got, remember, this conference added four new teams, and uh, they've all come in, with the exception maybe Southern Miss, but the others have come in really making some noise. In Old Dominion with the win over Virginia, um, Marshall with the win in Notre Dame. Eric? Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, Sam, one of our loyal listeners, he listens to us every Sunday morning. You just made him so happy because he is a proud alum of James Madison, and he comments all the time, when are you going to give my undefeated team some love? So, uh, <laughs> And I was, I knew you might bring it up because Coach Carolina and James Madison, you know, are right now – Sitting on top, and you got to play both of them still. So yeah, yeah. yeah Later yeah. in the season, you got yeah. some good matchups for Georgia State. Great matchups, great matchups coming coming up in in the conference. And you know, Sun Belt has made some news and and uh, getting those wins. So that that was that was big to see. But you know, App State falls again yesterday. They go out to Texas. Texas State beats them thirty six twenty four last night. Texas State Texas State is an interesting situation. They're a team whose coach came in. Their coach, there, the head coach was the quarterback coach at Texas A&M, Johnny Manziel. That's the Peggy Laces hat on. Right. He, he was the man who, who coached Johnny football. He has gone and recruited strictly from the transfer portal. He ain't recruiting any high school guys. He's getting everybody strictly transfer portal just to try to get that turn, try to get that program jump-started and turned around. Right. And so they got into a 3-3 three and three start, and they got App State yesterday. And that was, that was that, that is big for Texas State to get that win over them. So, yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. Um, I want to run up the, the the poll here, if you will, and I want you to just give me a yes or no, the continuation of this particular program remaining remaining undefeated. In your mind. Again, not, not, nothing scientific behind it, but what you've seen so far. Start off UCLA. They got the win yesterday. They're sitting at six and zero. You see that continuing from what you know of this team? I mean, from what, from what I've seen from them, they 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 may have a shot. Okay. Uh, as good as anybody out in that conference right now, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Old Miss. Old Miss. Six and zero. Six and zero. They're good. They got Alabama on their schedule, and that to me, that's going to be the acid test for them. Let's see. Let, let's see what they do when they play Alabama. Or as I say, Jack acid test. We talked about Tennessee, Oklahoma State. 
sitting at six, uh, five and zero. Oh. Five and zero. Oh, they may stay that. They may stay that. They they may be there till late in the season. Okay. You know, especially looking at what Oklahoma did yesterday. They really laid an egg in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, going back out west, USC. Boy, when was the last time we put USC and UCLA? How about that? Uh, and that, these that, boys are getting that, ready that, to come to the Midwest. That game will mean something this year. <laughs> yes, yes, it that will. Game will mean, that game used to be one of the games in college football that you really watched for, the, the Southern Cal-UCLA game. And I think I think uh, Southern Cal has proven that they have, have what it takes to hang around there. I mean, people say, who are they playing against? Other teams in their conference. That's who they have in front of them on their schedule. But I, I like I always like college football when Southern Cal is Southern Cal. Um, ACC, let's get back there. Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, Clemson's doing their thing. You, you think that? They, they, got, they got the quarterback straightened out. They got him doing good, doing good things. They say he survived some close calls, you know, early on. Wake Forest gave him a push. Um, but but I think they're they're in pretty good shape. And well. and the two teams that usually sit atop the Big Ten are both undefeated right now. You got Michigan six and zero and Ohio State six and zero. If there's going to be a, ch- a, a chink in one of the armors there, which one would you see it happening to? Uh, this time Michigan. I think Ohio yeah. State is really building up, and and they also got a case for for the Heisman uh, going going with the quarterback. So I, I think you know Ohio State is a team to beat. Um, and the way they won their games, it, it, you know, it's been really definitive. So uh, I like what they, I, I like what Michigan's doing too. Like I said, it, yeah. you know, when those brands are doing very well, it, to me, it makes college football college football. It's nice when you get the other stories like the Kansas, you know, and, and, and your Dukes, and that, that, that's great too. Because you know, as my dad used to say, and them dudes on scholarship too. They own scholarship yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah. So every now and then a year should roll around where you have some guys like that, but you know who your your faces are that you're used to seeing. And UCLA beating Utah uh, was big for that brand. People have forgotten UCLA played football. Uh, the way yeah, the you last did, you, few years. no, you're right. You yeah. haven't mentioned them, them in football in a long time. So, hey, uh, I, I want to mention this real quick here before we get because uh, I want to uh, talk about something. But you see, you, you probably didn't see it yesterday, but during that Michigan game, their assistant coach Mike Hart yes. just just fell out and there's speculation a stroke a heart attack whatever he's in the hospital and they took him to the hospital he stayed there for evaluation haven't got an update right now but that was something that affected the team initially yeah this was but, right at the start of the game I right think. yeah and um, um, they determined it was seizures it was a seizure okay seizure. yeah mm-hmm. um but he came out and then they these guys rallied together and uh because again, it was no points in the second quarter, but I, they put up ten and then seven in the third, and, and you know twenty-one points in the second half. So they got it done. But let me just stay here for a second because we talked about how UC, UCLA and USC weren't even part of the conversation a couple years ago. Pack, pack ten, pack twelve football was, you know, nothing. And now we talk about them the way we used to talk about them. I'm going to take it to that next step, Sam. And here's where the SEC is going to have an advantage over the Big Ten as they have grown the conferences, there ain't nobody who got to travel as far as, like, say, a Rutgers, who's in Jersey, (laughs) who's part of the Big Ten, out to USC or UCLA to play a game. Conversely, there's going to be some seasons where Michigan and Ohio State are where they are as far as record, and then they got to travel to the West Coast. Are you as confident that a Michigan and 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 an Ohio State and Penn State, whoever you want, but Wisconsin can travel out to the West Coast and get that win as easily as if they were traveling, you know, not even one time zone away to stay in the Big Ten. That's the thing that's going to be interesting to see. There you go. It sounds good, but the challenge of getting it done, you know, how soon do you travel? And you're supposed to be students now. You're going to miss class? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. I, I, I know it makes some folks mad. They, they were supposed to be going to class. 
You know, this yeah. ain't supposed to be student athletes. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk more college football later on in the show. Up next, Mr. Crenshaw took a road trip last week. Some of you would consider that a bucket list. Eh, it's just another workday for Sam. We're going to talk about that next. Sam Gregg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. We were poor, but we had love. That's the one thing that daddy made sure of. He shoveled coal to make a poor man's dollar. Sports Radio 929 Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg, and man, Mr. Crenshaw, I think it's, uh, I'm not her hyperbole when I say we lost two queens this year. Yeah. With passing of Loretta Lynn this past week, and uh, you know, we, she is more than worthy of of our due and our time and, and mention on this show, and 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 what she has meant to. I, I, there's just few people that we see, whether it's show business or not. That, and I say this about you, and I don't mean to compare you to her, but are just across the board loved, just out, an outward pouring when you mention their name. Not a not a not a negative thing said about them, and if there is, I ain't heard it. But Loretta Lynn fell into that category. I don't know a whole lot of her songs. I know this one. I know maybe two, three more. I can, if you put me in the corner and ask me, I could probably name them. But <laughs> I just love listening to her talk. I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. And, she, and, and her life story is, is absolutely fascinating. Absolutely. Did you ever see that movie, Coal Miner? Coal Miner's Daughter. Yeah. I only saw parts of. It. I've never seen it from top to bottom. But anyway, rest in peace. Uh, Loretta Lynn. Um, anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Um, you took a road trip last week, uh, Sam, and it's one of those that, as we were talking at the beginning of the show, I, uh, I'm not sure if it's on my bucket list yet because i got to get Daytona in, but you left the show and, and, and took a road trip over to Talladega. Yeah. I just And you know what? I, I called my cousin, who's uh, Solomon, who's been on the show with us once, who yeah. – uh, He's done what I've done. He's been on the print side of it, you know, for many mm-hmm. years over in the Birmingham area, uh, writing for Birmingham News and now for various, um, you know, freelance outlets. And I asked him a couple of weeks before, I said, now, are you going to Talladega for the race? I said, he said, yeah, I think I got a couple of stories to do. I said, let me meet you over there. And, um, you know, he got there ahead of me. and But um, I drove right in because people I always warn people about the traffic. You're going down I-20. If you're going west, on race day, right. you know, get get ready for some for some back. That was nothing. I drove right into, into the place. <laughs> now, now it was early now, but yeah. Uh, and 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 plus the fact that you know so many people were already there. You had some races on Saturday, so some people were, were were already there enjoying the enjoying the weekend. And so it was nice. It's been a few years since I had been there. I had heard about this uh, fan experience area that they were putting installing there because we talked, you know, several years ago during COVID. People talked about things that NASCAR were doing at the various tracks to mm-hmm. to make it appealing for fans, for new fans, young fans, do things that are cool and hip. And uh, they 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 spent you know they spent a lot of money on this place. It looks like a big white building that's right there uh, next to where the, the media center is, which the media mill actually was some great catfish. Last time I was really? over there was some pork chops that looked like steaks. 
but but this time it was it was, oh, it was catfish. It was, it was, it was really good. Was I'd good take stuff. gas carb right now. There we the go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what they have is an area where fans can purchase a ticket and they can come in and they can be on the inside and watch the cars being prepared in the garage area. So I'm, I, that's imagine why a lot of people get there extra early, so you can get in there before they take the cars out. You know, before they roll them out to the, the starting grid. You watch them prepare the cars. You see the drivers come in and talk with them. And as the drivers arrive, uh, you're in a great situation to see see all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was something that was new that that was installed there. The race, you know, didn't have the big usual wreck that you expect that you expect for Daytona and Talladega. And people kept waiting for it to happen. He said, "We know it's gonna happen. We know it's gonna happen. We'll take out 12, 12 15 cars." <laughs> Did not happen. And uh, it came down to actually people wondering about gas mileage. If people had enough gas to make it in, and then you had a car that, that that stalled on pit road with like two laps to go, and so then you had to come back and have a green white checker at the at the end to shoot out. And Chase Elliott's there at the end. Yeah, he was. Uh, goes out and and uh, and wins the race, his fifth win of the year, and um, he's moving on to the next phase of the playoffs. Even though today they're racing up, they're racing the Roval up at Charlotte. Doesn't matter what happens up there for him. He's moved forward onto the next round as far as NASCAR playoffs. So that was great. But also, when you get this ticket for this fan experience, it includes Victory Lane. And so I was like, whoa, really? all, all these folk in Victory Lane, man, usually it's something that's just media or people who are, you know, they're associated with the racing teams. Uh, but you and, 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 so and, 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 and you ever done Victory Lane after NASCAR race? I have I not when it actually happened, no. Okay, okay. I've gone well, there well, afterwards, well, but yeah. what happens afterward and usually we really appreciate the folks at Atlanta Motor Speedway and what they continue to do for local media because what happens when the race driver comes in after he does his network interview, they bring him over and he does a short interview with Atlanta local media. Right. And so we get what we need. That's nice. They weren't doing that at Talladega. You know, he did his interview with the networks, and then they do the hats, which every sticker you see on that car, yeah. the representative have their hats. Everybody on the pit crew will put that cap oh, on. Oh, I've seen that on, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. and they, they, you throw the picture. Okay, so you got all these fans, this fan experience, and they're like, woo, give me that hat. You know, you know, he, he has got a beer in one <laughs> hand. <laughs> I, want, I want that Quaker State hat. You know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, these people are normally on the outside of the fence at Victory Lane. They're they on the inside at Talladega. And it's just, wow. it's just, yeah, it's a different animal. And I was like, wow, this is different. But I mean, it's, it's incre- you know, it's enhancing the fan experience and giving an opportunity to do that. What sport isn't, isn't doing that really? Mm-hmm. When you think about the NBA always having fans close enough to reach out and touch the players when they come out to take the floor to start the games. Um, different things that they allow people to do to get real close to the teams. Um, so that's that's how NASCAR is managing. To do that, yeah. Well, it's going to take one knucklehead for them to quit doing that. Well, and so look. Hopefully, it won't happen. Hope, I'm just saying. Hope that doesn't happen. But hope that's, that, that's that what's going to change that that craziness there. Um, in a related story, I just want. I mean, I want to take you out of out of um, NASCAR just yet. But your boy Van, what's his name? One is Formula One race. I, I, my point for saying that is, at some point, is Lewis Hamilton going to come back? He's just got problems, I think, with the car and the team oh, all together. Sorry. Um, and so I think that's that's kind of something he's trying, he's trying to work through. Probably a change next year, you know. I, I think I think it happens. It happens with him. There was Japan. I think they they race. They had a big rain. I was watching some of it. They had big rain up there. Um, 
for, for, for today's F1 race. I'm just, I, I, I'm just curious about that. All right, let's get back to NASCAR for a second. And I want to get your thoughts on something that I read this week. Well, actually, it's finishing. Now it's in uh, the Max Verstappen. Is, uh, is, Verstappen. Max Max Verstappen yeah. is, is is the F one champion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he won he won the championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, that's what I was curious about, and that's the name you heard all year long. Yep. But yet, is when we talk Formula One, if if I got a grip on this one, I just say it's not the driver, it's the it's the the car, it's the owner, uh, who you're driving for that particular team and the advancements that they have made, because it just seemed like it switched like that. Mercedes-Benz couldn't have changed that quickly. Is that who he drove? He drove for Mercedes-Benz, right? Right. Okay, They what what did they do between last year and this year or two years ago and this year that changed the speed that they could put out? Well, I don't know if it's the speed they put out or just right. maybe something to some a degree of technology that may be different with the cars. Um, that, 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 that could happen too. Um, but like you said, that's what different with that's the difference in the different series. You know, mm-hmm. when you think about NASCAR and everybody's talking about this next-gen car, you know, how they want to change some things with that. You don't want to do it during the course of the season. So if there is something that seems to be an advantage, they'll adjust that now uh, going into next year. Well, let me just uh, let me just read something again. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 game 929thegame.com. This is one of those Adam Alexander conversations. Yeah. But I want to get your thoughts on this because when I saw this, came out of Charlotte, and my question before I even tell you what this is, when did this start? And what caused it? The headline is NASCAR teams claim series has broken economic model. The most powerful teams in NASCAR warned Friday that venerable uh, stock car racing has a broken economic model that is unfair and has little chance of long-term stability. A stunning announcement that added to a growing list of woes. The Cup Series is heading into Charlotte um, for playoff elimination on Sunday with three full-time drivers sidelined with injuries suffered in NASCAR's new car. So we, we've talked about that. No clear answer to how to fix the safety concerns. The economic model, economic model is really broken for the team, said Carl Pope, who has, um, who's Michael Jordan's longtime business manager, now holds an ownership stake in both Charlotte Hornets and uh, 23, um, 2311 car. I, I'm just saying, I hadn't heard this, and I hadn't known that this this problem existed is this something that you've heard, or is this like something that's creeping up on us that may cause an issue? Because again, well, what's well, going to be I, the fallout? I think I think it's NASCAR. I think the drivers looking at um, at players and athletes in, in other professional sports. Um, you know, I don't know if anything as like a drivers' union, but I think mm-hmm. they're looking at what's impacting you know things like now with the NFL, and we we'll get into that later on today. Is they're looking like they're ready to make a pivot here at midseason as far as concussion protocols. Right, so there's something to fix it. What is NASCAR going to do to fix some things? And I think that's, I think that's the big part of it. This car was supposed to make NASCAR more affordable for more teams because you have to get fewer cars to begin with. You know, in the past, where a racing team would have to have, you go to a garage, you see 12, 15 cars, just so you have one car for each track you go to. You're not supposed to have to do that now with this car. You can have fewer cars and make those adjustments and tweak that car to make it work at those different tracks. Sam, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm dead serious about this. I don't know how it's going to look, but is this the beginning of 
what we could see, what we've seen in golf? Because we're not talking about what the NFL are doing and, and basically doing their job. They say they're going to have these protocols in place and have been in place, but yet we saw how it, you know, the, the stuff fell through the cracks with Tua and, and, and other things that we have seen because television picks up everything. That's one thing. But this is about money that's coming into the sport that isn't being distributed in a way that seems fair to the drivers. So if that's the case, and as you said, there's no union, is this one of those times where we might see a bunch of drivers get together? Now, I don't know how that would happen. You got these these contracts with with ownerships, but when you start when you start talking about money not being distributed and handed out evenly, that's going to be a problem. Folks are going to have meetings behind closed doors about this. Now, we may not see it in the next year or two or five, but it seems like the beginning, especially with a sport as you said, with nobody no really alternative governing body, a union or, or, or commissioner or something like that that can come down and, and say, hey, we, we need to address this. Do you see that happening? Um, it could. I mean, you, you're starting to see some some of it. I mean, they came on the air last week before the race, and I, and I watched when they came on at the outset, and the first thing they did, they went to Denny Hamlin and let him just really speak his piece. And he talked about his displeasure with the car and how the number of drivers in the garage. So, I mean, they, they allowed him to speak on it, We'll see what, you know, that's you watch the pre-race show and you ask the drivers, you know, the response, they'll say that. Chase Elliott came out last week and spoke about the car. He never really speaks out about anything. Post-race right. interview, nobody asked him about it at all. He had already spoken his piece. So we'll see. I mean, the, the, the drivers, you know, uh, they do watch other sports. They do things what happen to take care of them and the safety of, uh, of uh, the athletes in other sports. And so th- they know what's happening. They know what they're risking each and every week. We have one of those discussions as we get ready to talk baseball. Coming up with Corey McCartney, is it better to continue to play and keep your mojo going or a nice little rest, which the Atlanta Braves are dealing with right now? Um, It's worked out both ways. So we'll talk to Corey about that coming up. Also getting you set for a full day of football here. We're going to run down today's matchups later on. But up next, we're going to talk about some local games and some stories that are uh, near and dear to Mr. Crenshaw's heart and both of our hearts, actually, and just some stuff that's happened this past week. We want to... We want to talk about it. It is Sam and Greg moving into the 7 o'clock hour on this 9th day of October. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 